Are you tired of spinning your wheels with ineffective marketing strategies? Do you dream of finding a way to grow your business while also giving back to your community? Well, have you thought about charitable auctions? Maybe you've tried them in the past and you feel stuck because you're tired of donating to auctions that haven't gone that well. Either the winners never bothered to redeem their gift certificates or the ones who did were so price sensitive that you wished you'd never heard from them in the first place. Or maybe you've wanted to try auction marketing, but you don't know where to start and the thought of a bunch of trial and error makes you want to lay down and take a nap. Well, we've just launched our brand new course, Rework Your Marketing with Charitable Auctions. In this course, you'll gain access to a comprehensive course that has been meticulously crafted over 18 years of our own trial and error in our portrait studio in the trenches of charitable auctions. In this course, we dive deep into the world of charitable auction marketing and uncovering the secrets to our success with this. From setting clear goals to identifying the best charities for your business, we'll show you how to navigate this powerful marketing strategy with confidence. But that's not all. You're also going to receive a treasure trove of exclusive resources, including customizable templates, vendor recommendations, and tracking spreadsheets. Picture this. You donate a portrait session to a local charity auction. Not only does your donation attract the attention of your ideal clients, but it also helps support a cause that you're passionate about. And with the tools and insights provided by this course, you'll be able to turn those auction winners into lifelong clients. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, now is the time to rework your marketing strategy with charitable auctions. Visit our website today, dotherework.com forward slash auctions, and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community. Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Hi, friend, and welcome back to The Rework. You know, in every industry, there are businesses and brands that are the gold standard. Businesses who've figured out who they are, who they want to serve, and then just continually up-level. Today's guests are that gold standard brand. We are joined by Gregory and Lisa Daniel of Gregory Daniel Portraits in Florida. Greg is the photographer. Lisa handles all things sales and marketing. And Pat is their amazing studio manager. So when Lisa and Greg came onto the podcast, we started our conversation about marketing and it went so deep. I think you're going to love it because we talk about intentionally picking a lane for your business, giving yourself permission to do something different while still staying true to the core of who you really are. 
how to create an Instagram feed that attracts your ideal client and how not to, our favorite business books, and Gregory and Lisa's exact method for bringing in well-qualified new clients year after year. So get a notebook and a pen. You're going to want to take notes on this one. Let's do it. I am so happy to welcome dear friends, relatively new friends, Greg and Lisa Daniel. So glad that you're here today. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're so busy. Oh, thank you for asking us. This is an honor. And we both and Pat, who um, you just met a little bit ago, both listen to the podcast and think you're doing a terrific job. And we're just honored that that you even asked us to do this really, really and truly. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you being here. So I, I have an intro already before we do this. So we already know who you are and all of those things. But what I, I want to jump in and really discuss some things that I think we see in the industry a lot. As president of PPA, past president of PPA, Greg, you've been traveling. Well, it was 2020. You didn't do a ton of traveling, but you've been on the board for a long time and you've been, you've been speaking at imaging for a really, you know, for many, many years, both of you have had a lot of contact with many photographers and many different from new to, to going. And I'm finding that I hear a lot, like, I just need more marketing. I just got to figure out what's, if I just could figure out the marketing secret, then I would have the business that I want to have. So I want to talk a little bit about that. What are your thoughts about marketing for Greg Daniels Photography? Well, I think for our studio versus in the other studio, it's basically the same. You need to decide who you are, pick your lane. And what we mean by that when we pick our lane is we use restaurants as analogies because I think that's very easy for all of us to understand. And so there is the McDonald's, which is the high volume, low cost. They make a lot of money. They do really, really well. There's the Olive Garden, which Mm -hmm. is the middle of the road. They make a lot of money. They do really, really well. And then as we call it, the fine French restaurant, and they make a lot of money and do really, really well. So there is no one level and it's not good, better, best. It's just higher end or lower end. There's no one level that is right for, every, I mean, there, I should say there is one level that is right for everyone and you need to decide what it is you're going to do. Because if you're going to McDonald's and you have a maitre d' stand there with a towel over his arm <laughs> and says, welcome to McDonald's and you have $7 in your pocket, you're going to turn around and walk right back out. Right. Also, if you're at a fine French restaurant and they give you these plastic chairs that the guy pulls out and it goes <laughs> on the floor, <laughs> you go, um, something's wrong. So I think first you have to decide who you are. That's, I mean, we're, we're seeing that a lot. We because see that an be, awful lot. Because I think it's because the nature of our industry, the nature of our industry is that most all of us, most, Started, started out because we loved photography, right? We loved sure. camera. We loved taking pictures. And then we started, you know, getting people to pay for it, you know, the actual. And so it, we come into it in a lane that is not really a lane. It's just all over the map. It's all over the place. And so we basically that proverbial put your ladder. We put our ladder on the wrong wall. And eventually, if you want it to become a sustainable business, you have to put your ladder on the wall that you want it to be on an an intentional wall. So that's where we call picking a lane. You know, you've got to find out now, once you've practiced, had fun, 
great time at this. And if you really want a sustainable business and you don't want to like spend every waking hour on Photoshop, right? Stuff, then pick a lane, pick a wall that you want to grow on. But that's got to come first. You know, you got to get on the, you got to figure out which highway you're going to get on and run. Right. So we are no exception. I mean, we started off doing soccer teams and all the mm-hmm. kind of thing. That was not sustainable for our business, Gregory and Lisa, because little known fact or big known fact depends on who you are. He had another job full-time building space shuttles. So right. he was not able to do high volume. It was just not possible. Right. So we decided we've got to make a change. And so we started out then in the middle range. And then okay. as we and we're like, oh my gosh, now we have children and he has no time for them, no time for me. He's mm-hmm. working like a dog. We've got to pick a different lane. So for us, we created a higher end, lower volume simply because we happened to be lucky and figure it out that we didn't have the time for the other. And I think there are other photographers that are the same, that they have other jobs. And so they need to figure out how to make this work. And they're killing themselves working 40 hours than working 50 hours. Exactly. And that's not sustainable for any human being. So circling back around to that marketing, when you, the marketing question, everything starts with that lane. Marketing starts at that lane, how to market, what to market. Everything begins at the beginning because you have to begin with the end in mind, right? So marketing is throughout everything. We always get that. When are we going to hear about marketing? When are we going to hear about marketing? Well, that's it's every everything we do yeah. is marketing. marketing. Everything. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were twins separated at birth. Like, right. like what? <laughs> I mean, because I'm, it's like coming out of your mouth. My brain is coming out of your mouth. I love it. Okay. Let me, I'm going to stop you for one second because I want to back up to the beginning. Cause I think we all started many of us, not everybody, but many of us started where the lane was, if you will pay me to do it, Right. I oh, will yeah. do it. Absolutely. And, and when the client says, oh, will you shoot my kid's wedding? And well, I didn't want to shoot weddings, but she's going to pay me. So I'm going to do it or soccer teams or whatever. What I'm seeing is the problem. And maybe you see this differently, but I see the high volume pricing with the maitre d' service. So I, I see so many like photographers who do heartbreakingly beautiful work like heart stopping. They're winning competitions, like gorgeous, amazing. And they're packaging it in beautiful ways and they're killing themselves for their clients and they are charging McDonald's prices. Yeah. Yeah. It all fits together. And so for us, it seemed like the best way to understand our value in the lane that we picked is to emulate big business. So big business, meaning not photography. So most everything that we do, language, pricing, all of that, all the branding, all of that came from the art world, came from the gallery world. So I went to gallery after gallery, sell me, sell me, sell me, talk to me, let me see how this works and how this brand, how this industry works so that I could create a hybrid in the photography world so that I wasn't just copying internal, my neighbor, my photography neighbor. Right. Right. And if you decided that you wanted to run a high volume studio, at some point you could have pivoted and said, you know what, Greg can't shoot all these. We need more photographers. So you could have got a crew and you could have just run that and then maybe not even shot anymore and just run a crew of photographers that come in and shoot every team in your town. And, and then you could still keep those prices, you know, and just run an efficient machine because we know photographers who do that. And they do well. Yeah. 
and yeah. they do well. And that's a serious business model that you can use. But the key is you got to make that decision, right? You got to pick right. the thing. Yeah. You have to decide. And the earlier you decide, the better off you're going to be and the less frustrated you're going to be. So a long time ago, we sat down at our kitchen table, literally sat down at our kitchen table and said, in 10 years, if we continue with what we have right now, do we like this number? Right. And we both said, no. (laughs) We don't want that number. A little bit do we like this number. So we made a decision that day at the kitchen table sitting there saying, we've got to make a change. We're going to make a change on something. Now, fortunately, at that time, we had two businesses going essentially. We had a high-end wedding business that was in Orlando, which is about 45 minutes to an hour away from our small town. Our small town is a little more blue collar. We are the uh, bedroom community, the space center. So we kept our weddings high-end. We kept our studio medium. Okay. Why? I don't know, but that's what we did. Yeah. Just saying that there. I know why you did that. I do know why you did that. (laughs) And I could be wrong. Don't you feel like I see this so much when people switch over from weddings to portrait, weddings take so much time and so much effort. You're so grateful that a family portraits like an hour that you just don't charge enough for it because you're just thinking, well, I can't possibly charge as much for a family portrait as I do for a wedding because a wedding's like 95 hours and I got to deal with the bride and the cake lady and the makeup. But I mean, this nice little family, they just came in, but you and I both know those family portraits can far exceed a wedding. Oh, Oh, yes. Right. So we decided to give, we kept the wedding industry going. And we decided to take the studio because we could do that and just raise the prices out of the room. Mm -hmm. And we were going to make a change in not only our pricing, how we were going to handle these clients, every single thing about it, we were going to change it 100%. And that grew out of the visiting the galleries. That was kind of the... Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. We're like, okay, so they do this, they get this amount of money. We can do this too. And one of the big things that happened truly is we were at a client's house and we were hanging their portrait for them and we were standing on a rug, (laughs) a silk rug. And she mentioned, do you, don't you love this rug? And I said, it's just incredibly beautiful. I just, it's lovely. She goes, I know we just, we only paid $25,000 for it. And I backed off of it. (laughs) Okay. I'm not standing on that anymore. And we thought if they will spend $25,000 on a rug, we can raise our prices because these people on the wall are their loved ones. This is a rug we walk on. And we said, we're, we're not doing that. And so that made us realize there are people out there that can do it. Absolutely. Okay. So we we changed everything. And then once we got that going, we got rid of the wedding business. Okay. So I want to break this down because we'll stand on a stage and say, and then we changed everything, but everybody in the audience is like, well, what what did that that (laughs) And so what I see is that you didn't just change it overnight. You didn't just sit at your table and go, okay, well, you know what? We don't like the number that we see in eight to 10 years. So tomorrow we're going to change everything. What you did is you went to a gallery because you thought I'm selling art. So that immediately is a mind shift in your mind that has to take place. Like, okay, we're selling frame things that go on the wall too. That could be termed art. Let's go to other places that also sell these things. And how is it sold? And so that was an educating yourself first and getting your mind around it because How many photographers do we know, again, that do amazing work, but don't think of themselves as artists? Like they don't really bake that into their soul. So you got clear in your brain first, 
before you could start talking to your clients about it or anything like that. So what did that process look like when you were educating yourself? What were some of the one or two things that you were like, Ooh, I love the way they said that. Like besides the $25,000 silk rug. So the first thing is that I think you have to do, or at least I did, is that it's the concept that I call erasing the board. So we have to mentally erase the board to be able to move into a completely different area. Because you know, change is the hardest thing to do, right? Change is absolutely the hardest thing to do. And so I actually, the first step was to give ourselves permission to look into figuring out something else, something other, something different that would get me excited to get me excited to do and create, right? And so having that in my head to change my mind and change my vision and change, erase the entire board, I happened to be, we happened to be in San Francisco and we were, we loved galleries. So we just enjoyed looking at museums and galleries and things like that. And Lisa, if you didn't know, she was a ballerina. So I loved the arts. I loved ballerina. Yeah. I love ballerinas, obviously. Well, I hope you love this one. And, this uh, old one. and so we were walking into this gallery in San Francisco and there's this realistic painting. This was back in the very early nineties. Okay? okay. So when we walked in, I saw this incredible gallery of all these gorgeous, large framed pieces or art pieces that he had generated, that he had created, uh, painted, and they were all spot lit and the room was kind of low. And it, it and was, they were all dancers. They we were, were all ballerinas. Stunning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. stunning. Walked up to the first one that I fell in love with, $80,000. Love it. Wow. Okay. And then there was one just like it, exactly like it, over on the side, and it was $8,000. And I'm okay. like, it's in the early 90s. And I'm like, explain this to me. So the curator <laughs> came over and he said, Well, there's this new thing, it's called Photoshop, and we are able to copy the piece that the artist does, the painting, okay. and then print it on this new thing called G Clay. Yeah. And the artist can embellish it a little bit. And because it's not an original, we can offer it for less, but it looks very similar to the original. And so I thought, oh my gosh, you're in my world. You just went into my world and I can create this piece, this gorgeous, stunning, original piece with who I want in it. I don't have to buy that person. I don't have to, you know, buy that painting of somebody else. We can create personal art for our clients. So that was our target. That. that was our target, that goal. So I grabbed that pickup card for that museum, for that artist, and I pinned it in my workstation. And I said, Lisa, this is our, this is who we're going to be. We're going to create this brand, this look, and we're going to study how all of this works, how all of this artistry works. And that was the beginning of the embellished reproduction age. And so they learned or learned how to do the art and all of that through all of those channels. So that was the first step is giving myself permission to erase the board so I could see it. I would have never seen it. We would have said, that's a beautiful painting and gone home. Absolutely right. And you would never have asked that question. You also, when you gave yourself permission and when you erase the board is, I think baked under that is how can I? Yes. Right. Not, we can never charge in our, in our blue collar town next to the space center. Never, never. You just said, well, if I could, how could I? And then it just, the way became clear in very small little packets of help along the way. I love that. I'm getting chills. Okay. Keep going. But we could, (laughs) wait now, we just like our high-end wedding market, we couldn't do that here in this blue collar town. We had to do it in Orlando out of a high-end gallery boutique. 
Fortunately, okay. we did have that experience. For our weddings. For we, our weddings. We had a high-end wedding dress shop. And she said, use my dressing room once a week. Come here and help my brides because you help me, I help you. Love Let it. The right hand washes the left. So, yeah. and so, so we knew how that how, how that, that market worked. And we knew that this gallery that we're getting ready to create wouldn't work here because it doesn't work everywhere, right? Sure. So we had to go an hour south okay. where there was enough sustainable income there to be able to create a business like that. And so we do. So we have our production studio, which we're in right now, which is in Titusville. And then we have our gallery, which is an hour south. Okay. And so we then just, going back to your original question, we just took apart the business little by little. We're going to change our pricing. Now, what do they sell? They sell pieces that have added on paintwork. And so what is that called? Well, we thought we're going to be really fancy. Yeah. And we're going to come up with a French name. Yeah. And so we, we asked. We do it on our own. Right? Yeah, we thought we, you know, <laughs> we could, do, we we could, could figure, figure this, this out. out. Right. And sure. so we asked a friend who had French speaking abilities and she said, <laughs> well, I would call it a Rousse. Okay. So, so we called it a Rousse. This is a Rousse. And our okay. clients are like, it's a what? I mean, we did that for like And, a and you know, Donald Miller says, if you confuse, you lose. Well, we yeah. can. Mm-hmm. And so one time, one of our clients said, "Our French clients." Yes, I said, "Do you know what you're saying?" I'm like, yes, yes, this is a, a, a production. She goes, "No, it's a ruse. It's a fake. It's a fake." Stop. Okay. Uh oh. So we're going to oh, go my back to the art world, and we're going to go back to the galleries, and they call those things mixed medias. Yes. Right. Okay. okay. Well, it is mixed media. Of course. So we're going to call it. A mixed media, because why do we have to reinvent this? Why don't we take this idea from a, a sustainable business? Yeah. So it's a mixed media. So, you know, we, we had to go with changing our names of things. Yeah. They talked a lot about when we did this, that they don't sell like photographers do. Like we're going to sell an 8 by 10, a 24 by 30, 36 by 40, <laughs> blah, 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 bunch of numbers. If, right. Somebody tell if I go to get drapes at my house and an interior designer says, well, you can get 96 by 73 or you can get 22 by 7. I'm like, I just want drapes that go from here That's to here. Fit. Yeah. That's right. all I want. You come up with the numbers. I don't yeah. need the numbers. I need and, it to be really pretty yeah. to cover the window. Yeah. Right. And so, make me happy every time I look at it. That's right. And so we said, why are we using all these numbers? Mm-hmm. So we're just going to do it based on where it needs to hang. We'll tell you what the number is so you can figure out price-wise or I can figure it out. And we're just going to go with that. So I am not a number person. I am not a math person. And so when somebody throws a bunch of numbers out to mm-hmm. me, I just close my ears and go, la, 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 la. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of clients do too. So we just started going with, it's 20 inches. It's 30 inches yep. tall. It's 70 inches tall. And I think I think a piece of that is the art world. The art world is much more commissioned based. Mm-hmm. And we we our world we come from is much more speculative based, right? Absolutely. And so speculative and wishing and hoping that they're gonna buy something at the end is totally different from this other world where we were designing this business. Right. Design. So we designed so we totally just took apart that. that art world yeah. little by little. And we did what we call lessons learned. Okay. All the time. And we, and we, we still, still do. do. Yeah. And we don't, we just sit down on a Tuesday or on our way home from the session or our way home from hanging and what went wrong and how can we keep that from ever happening again? Mm-hmm. And so we would do lessons learned. Well, well, the client would say, I love that piece, but you know, everybody's wearing 
three different colors of stripes and polka dots and it doesn't go in my house and my house is very clean. And this is, this is like all over the map. It's too busy for me to hang. I just want to sit it on a table. Well, we're not going to do that. again. Now we're going to take care of the clothing, you know, just little things that we could see. How would I want this if it was in hanging in my house? Exactly. We did in taking this business apart and just following what kind of art did our clients hang in their house? Maybe their house is all white and they hung brightly colored art. Well, then we want brightly colored clothing and a feel that matches their home. So we exactly. would do it that way. And that's how we broke the business down and, and made it higher in. So what you're describing, every piece of this, even your, you know, your lessons learned and all of that, every bit of that's marketing. Every, every bit, bit of it's marketing. And we change yes. the way we dress mm-hmm. because we are marketing. You mm-hmm. know, we walk in some place and if we don't look like a little higher end, it mattered as far as the way I felt I could present myself. So for us, that was part of our brand. So we changed that. It may be the same three outfits over and over and over again at first, but that's what we did. Yeah. Well, the thing that I love about that, I'm really glad that you gave the example of that Rousse, you know, thing is that many times I think when we try to go a little higher end, like we try to go a little, we're going to try, right? We kind of think, you know, it's like the real estate agent they they get their license. And the next thing is like, I got to buy a G ride. Cause I got to show that I'm successful. You know, it's like, well, yeah. you're going to be broke yeah. before you make your first commission. Okay. So there's this concept of like, I got to be something that I'm not. Right. 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 And say these fancy words that you didn't even know what it meant. We didn't you know? know. But how many times have we done that? You hear somebody talking, yeah. you're like, okay, well, I'm calling it Rousseau now. That's what we're doing. This is what right. it's called. Because it's not authentic to us. Right. right. And so then you said, okay, well, we, I felt like we needed to dress different. But I think that's who you already were. I think so. What you were doing is just saying, let's put our best foot forward. So maybe when you were working and you were running and getting and doing weddings, maybe you were a little more casual, but now that you're... Oh, no. Oh, no. No? No, no. no. Oh, so you no. were still dressy. Okay. We, so were very, very yeah. we were just like every other guest. Okay. So that's who you are. That's who yeah, we are. Who so, you're, so this is an uncovering process for you is that at the core, this is who you've always been. You've always been a ballerina. Greg, you've always loved ballerinas. And then ballerina ballerina in the singular and, and conceptually other ballerinas, but only as art. That's right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So really it's an uncovering process and and you decided like we don't Greg didn't want to run a crew of photographers. You wanted to make it special. You know so, and that was with the high end wedding you knew how to make it special for that bride. And so you knew you could take that skill set and put that over into the portrait world, which I think is I think that's important to call out because sometimes we're trying to pretend to be things that we're not and, and we sometimes we need to try on other identities and see like does this fit? Right. Can I say yeah. Rousse? Like maybe somebody else could say that and be like, yeah, it is a ruse. It's hilarious. It's funny, you know, and then it's, (laughs) they can just ride that to the bank. I don't know. You know, so I love that. I love that you became more of who you already were. Okay. So we've made the change. We're going to go higher end. We're going to go commission artwork. So in a true sense of marketing, when most photographers are asking about that, how did you start to put that out there? Like, how did you get whether it's lead generation or how did you start to get that going? How did that gain traction for you? Well, that was a long time ago. And Mm -hmm. so marketing and the way you got your name out was one, very expensive. And it was was different. And it was very different than today. today. So the initial 
back then it was about, we did it in the mall display world. Okay. And that was a very expensive proposition, but it worked. Mm-hmm. And we were able to create that brand in the malls. And so we had built these beautiful displays and uh, the, the images would basically float these pieces, these products. That's another big piece of this puzzle is you have a product, right? And right. so we knew what our product was going to be and what it was going to look like and stylized. And we created those products and we put them in the public on display. And we had those mall displays for probably 20 many, years. Many years. Yeah. But uh, it was not that effective back in the early 2000s. You know, things started changing. Sure. started changing in such a drastic way that it became very different. So That was fairly passive. Yeah. Yes. You know, you'd walk by and you would see it. We would also have the cards that you would fill out if you were interested and put in the slot as a lead generator. We did some of that. That's a little hard to go through because then you're having to filter. Right. Filtering. Yes. But I think the principle is the same. People mm-hmm. have to see what you do. Yeah, you they, have to create they can't a recognizable come to you brand, right? if they don't see what you do, don't know you exist. And if you exist, what is it that you do? So maybe if you are deciding that I want to use Instagram as my method mm-hmm. and I'm going to put my vacation pictures up and I'm going to put, I just bought a new car and then, oh, wait, today I'm going to show you, I took a picture. Right. But tomorrow I'm going to go to a restaurant and here where we are with our friends. You're not branding your business. You're branding your life. And that's not going to help your clients know who you are. And the other piece of that is a great thing you just brought up is that, so let's say the mall in, in our mind is now transitioned to Instagram. Let's just say that mm-hmm. that it's social it's media a fair or, comparison, or, or that it is email distribution, or you know, what, however, it's digital world, right? Where you're going to network, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're going to show your product. So that's the deal. Is that in the mall? What would you put there? What would that product look like? What would it be? How would it be seen and viewed? Well, can you translate it the exact same way that mentally when you're looking at the screen, are you going to see that that display or are you going to see a photo, right? Exactly. A picture. Are you going to see a product or are you going to see a picture? Right, exactly. And and so many feeds are just a lot of pretty pictures. Right. Which which is great. Which is great. But that but... doesn't really that might create show your style of photography <laughs> but it doesn't show your brand you can't yeah. talk about your brand you can't show your brand you can't see the level the lane that you picked because that's it doesn't, not what it doesn't show what you are actually doing right you it shows a pretty picture right and they need to know clients need to know i get this pretty picture what am i going to do with it mm-hmm. you can't put that in a shopping cart no no so you gotta right? show them what you can do with it show them how this is used so i think it's we have lots of friends in this industry and I see them doing those kinds of things. And, and once in a while, we kind of do a little bit of the, here's our family. Sure. But we, we add that in because we feel like a little is kind of important because people want to know who they're dealing with, but they primarily want to know what they're going to get. or who yeah, you Because they don't really care about us. I mean, they really, I mean, honestly, they, it's, they, they, really they want, how is this going to make my life better? Exactly. So it's going back to the drapes and that rug is it's like, when I walk into my living room and it's a cold morning and I'm in bare feet, I am going to sit on this rug that pulls this room together perfectly. It's going to feel so good because it's silk and it's not going to pill up and be weird. And it's going to be just gorgeous. And I can hand it down through generations because it's silk right? and knotted, you know, and all of that. 
So it's the same thing with what we're doing is that, yes, it's a pretty picture, but when you are, if you look at your Instagram feed and we'll, we're going to link to your Instagram feed in the show notes, it's like Greg in a cute sport coat and his dark rinse jeans and his like (laughs) meticulously crafted beard. And he's holding this beautifully wrapped and signed portrait and walking up the client's house. Or it's the installations, which is that we do. I use my stories a lot for our behind the scenes for the installation. So I think that communicates it as much or more than anything because social media is the mall now. It's the town square. It is. And so that, and we're not like, how many times did you go to the mall? Even when malls were big and you were going, like maybe once or twice a month. Now, every night at 10 p.m., every woman I know is laying in her bed scrolling through the town square. Right. Right. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's our opportunity to tell that story. It's not to photograph our dessert and, (laughs) you know, get, get your personal page. That's fine. But when you're, when you're doing your business, I don't know if this is true for you. We didn't talk about this, but I'm finding that more of our DMs or inquiries that are coming off of Instagram are incredibly qualified. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Like incre- they're pre-educated, like incredibly yes. qualified now. Yes. But that wasn't the case five years ago. Oh, absolutely not. No. Absolutely. But I will give you a little plug. Your social media displays are phenomenal. Solid. What you are doing yeah, is solid. Solid. Yeah. You um, gotta be kidding me. I'm so inconsistent. Lot from you. So um I go back every once in a while and go, she's got it. She's got it. I need to do more of that. So you you've got it. You really do. Congratulations. Thank, well, well, you're kind, but I'm, it's so hard. It takes so much it is time hard. It it is hard. and it takes a lot of thought, but I have a new girl now and she is, you know, she's 20 so uh. she's like <laughs> on rice with the social media. So it's getting better. But I mean, I think we can say we would probably post about the same amount. So we're not super on top of it. Consistent. We're kind of borderline lazy. And it still is bringing in, it's still, the messaging is solid. And so the the message is more important, I think, than like, oh, we did the latest, did we do the dancing where we were pointing at the little words, you know, and the reels or whatever, like if we're, and maybe we're going to have to go all video, whatever, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. But I think... I think it's, if you're really showing what it is that you do so that there's no doubt in your mind, like when I'm looking at your Instagram feed, I'm not thinking I'm going to get branding photos that I'm going to post on my Instagram feed. It's like, I'm not going to call you unless I need a mixed media piece. That's going to be 95 feet high above my fireplace (laughs) in my Florida mansion. And please call us. Yeah. Yeah. That is because that's, of course we do small things. Everybody does something, of course. but gonna we're not going to show that because no. that's no. not who we want to be. We only want to be known as this is what we do. So that filters a whole lot for us right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what I find, how I know that I'm being successful with that. And you, have you ever had this happen? I know you have, um, where somebody goes, they come in, you know, they go through the whole process and they're selecting their image that they're going to do for the wall. And they kind of start getting like this sheepish look on their face. And they're like, okay, I don't want to like offend you, but could I get an idea from my mom? You know, like, do you even do that? Yes. You know? I a lot. Do yeah. You- where they're like, they're embarrassed to ask the art, yes. the artist, yes. like, and I'm like, no, of course we can do that. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, I just didn't want to offend you. So that tells That's me exactly what they <laughs> the message is clear. Yes. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. This and, is and, the only thing we're doing. You know, yeah. we show the homes that we're walking into and 
we now have people say, they open the door and they'll go, oh, you're taking pictures from my house. Okay, wait, let me close it. (laughs) Or or let me stand here and smile while you do it. You know, okay, I'm ready. You know, because they want their house on display. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. They have earned that home. They want their friends to know that this is where these portraits are going. That's right. So, you know, consistency is is a huge factor. Huge factor. It is. Yeah, I love that. So I it just makes them feel good too. I mean, it makes it adds value to their product when they see yes. other beautiful homes, right? Yes. That these products are going into that a Gregory Daniel piece and what it what it represents. It makes their theirs more valuable, much more valuable. So they enjoy seeing others get it as well. Exactly, and I it reminds me of a book that I read. Oh gosh, I think it was different by Bernadette Jiwa. And uh, she said that the ultimate branding is, it's not about us. It's how our clients feel about themselves in the presence of our brand. It's how they feel about themselves. It's not like, oh, I'm so excited to be here and I'm fangirling on Greg Daniel. That might happen. But it's really like, well, I don't want people to feel like that about me. I want them to feel like, you know what? My family is awesome. Yes. And my house is beautiful and I have good taste. Yes. Yes. I want them to feel a bit good about themselves because all of those things are true. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a good mom. I love my kids. My, this is the most important thing to me. I've had a lot of people say when we finished an install, we'll stand back and I'll say, it's so obvious to me what's important to you. You walk into this house and you know exactly who you are and what you value. I say that a lot too. It's, you know, when when they decide where are we going to hang it? You want to hang it in a prominent place. You want someone to walk in and go, these are the most important people in the world. Mm-hmm. These are the people that matter. And every single time, every single time, it's so obvious that it turns the, a house into a home just completely because mm-hmm. typically we're replacing a piece that is something that they, you know, uh, maybe an interior designer put up sure. for them or whatever. And it is immediate because it feels like an interior designer did it, right? And it feels like it fits in the scene and, and in their their place where they but live. But no one else can have that one nobody, piece because no. it's right. It's their family. It's their it people. It circles back around to that gallery that we went into and that it's the their target, personalized art. It's their personalized art that we created for them. I love that. Well, I remember doing a project with my sister, who's an interior designer, and it was incredible in, interior. Designer. She is awesome. Yes, <laughs> in Montecito, California, and I had gone in and helped her curate a family gallery for the client, and so their rug in their family room was one hundred fifty thousand dollars because oh. it was actually uh, antique. You know, oh, it was an okay. antique Oriental. And then as we were walking through the house, she's telling me all the things. You know, the drapery hardware. Hardware, one hundred twenty-five thousand. That doesn't count the fabric that was hanging from the hardware. That's you know, the hardware. okay, yeah. So I mean, it was an estate. I mean, it was you know, there was like literally down the street from Oprah. And this is not my normal client, for the record. But anyway, so I had gone in and helped them curate a family gallery, and we'd hung all these pictures on the wall. And the the wife was actually a hobbyist photographer, so we printed some of her things and hung them on the wall. And so after she'd walked the client through the house, and we were doing a little post mortem at dinner that night. And she's like, you know, the thing that kind of ticks me off is that we're walking through this house that I've designed for them. And it's absolutely what she picked. It's so gorgeous. It's so amazing. And all she can talk about as she's walking by is going, my family's here. And it's all the pictures of them (laughs) on the wall. 
And she's like, I feel like you kind of steal my thunder and it makes me mad, you know, but not, I mean, she was teasing, but it's true. It's that final layer of personalization, but in a beautiful way. It's not like janky. You know what I mean? We have have an incredibly dear friend of ours that is, uh, builds a lot of these fantastic homes that our clients are in. And we had uh, staged a whole lot of our portraits in one of his model homes. And they were doing, a, you know, an opening. An open house. An open house. Okay. So when you walk in the door, it says his name on the rug. You know, when you, fall, you, when you wipe your feet off, it's this big rug. It has his name on it. But our, our portraits are all over this home, all over it. I love it. Because we wanted more. it to feel like a home and not sure. just like a, a staged event. So one make it feel like someone's home. And so they, after a couple of weeks of these, and he would, he would be there when people would walk in at times back and forth. So we go in to visit and uh, he says, I've got a little bit of a problem because I think I'm going to need to change the entry of the rug to, <laughs> to say, say Greg Redania because all they want to talk about are your portraits. They're, they're, not, right. they're, not, they're not looking, not looking at, the at the kitchen at the and the rest of the They're house. looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> they're not looking at the wolf range and the yeah. right, 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 sink. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, so great. that's very true. It's so true. So, yeah, so true. I love that. But I think where we do intersect my best clients and I find is that my best clients love their family to distraction and they love to spend money on their house. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that same. is it. That and is that's it. a really common thread. So when we're going, you know, back to marketing, just what you said, we were in a parade of homes and that I'm still, this was like seven years ago we were in a parade of homes where we put in one of the homes, we put some art of the kids and I'm still getting calls off of that. I didn't get it right away, No, but people will say, and people will say, Oh, you know, I think I saw you were in that parade of homes or whatever. So if that, I think is a direct, if you're going for that higher end, if we're picking a lane, and I think most people that listen to me, they want to do that is that they love their family and they love their house. And it might even be, they love their house more. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. Because, yeah. you know, it depends on the age of the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so Instagram feed, what are there other layers of marketing that you feel like have been really helpful or educational for your clients? So marketing, we talked a lot about displays and passive marketing, things like that. And I found that in the early 2000s, I went down this whole path of the six degree of separation in my brain, you know, six degrees of separation where everybody knows somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then Kevin Bacon make it, yeah. make it a little smaller. Right? Right. And as time right. goes on, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that with that in mind, that kind of theory, that kind of thought process that instead of being so passive, even though we need to be have institutional marketing out there. So everyone knows who you are and your brand but that in and of itself doesn't work anymore. But it takes a triggering process. It takes something where you can ask, you can talk to uh, maybe existing clients that you currently have that meet that kind of target that you're interested in. And that you can ask them if there's other people that have been at your home at a party and that are interested in, uh, in a great reading of portrait or doing something. And then you can go through the whole six degree of separation where you're utilizing and leveraging on the network of people that are in there, but without having some sort of trickering mechanism, some sort of discussion, some sort of invitation of some sort that can invite people into that world and maneuver about, then it will stay stagnant. 
you know, so won't. what are you doing for that? Like, what is so, that triggering? Let, let me give you an example that any one of your listeners could use tomorrow. Love I'm, it. I'm assuming they have a website. You need to work on your website and you're wanting to update some images. I mean, this doesn't have to be anything fancy. You need to update some images for what you're going to be doing. So you call client A, who has done some images that you love. And understand your brand that you're trying to Is your ideal client. Mm -hmm. You contact them and you say, client A, we are updating our website. We would love to use your portrait on our website. Do you have any friends who have seen that portrait and have said, you know, one of these days I'm going to do a Gregory Daniel portrait. Do you have any of those friends that we could contact to help us increase our images on our website? Sure. I have friend B, C, and D. So client A, could you please contact them and ask them if I could have their number? Because the higher end does not like it to be given out at all. Privacy is key. Contact them. See if I could have their number. I will contact them and set something up and we could create these images. And it would be a win for them because it's going to make it happen for them because we all know we procrastinate. It'll be a win for us because we'll be able to populate our website. Simple, easy, but you've triggered them. You've triggered them to do something. And then it's that whole thing about what I call, are you going to be trying to kiss frogs to make them turn into princes? Or do you want, you you know, spend time doing that? Because eventually you're going to get one that loves you, right? Yeah. You have kissed so many frogs. Totally. One, but you go, wow, that worked. Yeah. You know, that's a whole lot of effort. Yeah. And it's called rather... that's called intermittent reinforcement. And it's like the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yes. Yeah. So this is very direct. You know, they're putting you in touch with people, people who want what you want do what you and do. they know that they are, you know, they know that we are not inexpensive. So she's not going to embarrass her friends right. by sending someone who can't make that happen right now. Right. And I want to clarify though, you're not, you're not saying, you know, is there somebody that we could give a free thing to? No, no, no. no. Okay. Because you know, that's what some people will hear and they'll say, okay, we're going to give free sessions. No, 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 no. This is something we are wanting to increase. Maybe for us, we are wanting to do a marketing piece and we are looking for beautiful new faces or something like that. Well, everybody wants to be on the marketing piece. Sure. And so many times when I call and say, we would love to use your portrait. And do you have any other friends who would be a part of it? They're like, you want to use mine? They're so honored. And then they're happy to help you. Yeah. They'll just send them our way. Yeah. That's great. That's the trigger because they're all going, well, they they just need a reason, right? And a lot of folks just need a reason to go ahead and do it. Right. They might have been at a, a gala or a party at one of our clients' homes, you know, and, and obviously they're going to talk about the piece because that's, it's a, yeah. their so problem. then you're calling, so you're calling them or, well, you're not calling them. They're contacting their friend and saying, you know, that piece that you love, they're looking to do update their website or update their marketing piece. And do you want to do that? Can I give your number to Lisa? Right. And right. so then you're calling them and then you're right. saying what? I'm saying, so I'm going to use the website because this is what I think all of mm-hmm. you do. So, or all of your listeners, I'm sorry. So Mrs. Smith, we are updating our website and Greg is trying to create a new look and it's really, really beautiful. It's a lot like what you saw client A doing. And she mentioned that you might be interested in doing this too. Would you be willing to be a part of this as part of our project. And then if you wanted something great, there's no pressure for you to get anything if you don't. Yeah. I mean, so there's give not, them an out. 
Yeah. Because if they smell marketing. Yeah, totally. They're going to bail. Yeah. And it has to, has to, has to be a win-win. Right. If it is a win-lose, somebody's going to stop playing that game. And if okay. you feel like it's marketing, that's kind of a... If I know. Okay. Like so can I, be, marketing is, can I be the friend? Nothing. Can I be the friend? Can I be the client? Okay. Can I please? Let's role play. Okay. So you're Lisa. Hi. Lisa. Hi. All right. Okay. So you've called me and so run that by me. I'm going to be the client. Okay. Perspective. Okay. So Allison, I was given your number by our friend, client A, and she is just delightful. And we love, love her so much. Uh, me too. She's she was just awesome. so fun. So I'm so grateful that we're in this business because we can meet people like her and, and, and hopefully people like you. So we are creating our website and we are updating it. And we have this new look that Greg, I'm sure you're familiar with him because you saw that piece in mm-hmm. my I loved it. And so he's he's wanting to really stretch and create more pieces like that. And we just need to populate our website so people will understand what this look is and what we do. So Do you have a desire to be a part of this? We are going to create some sessions. Of course, we're not going to charge you for this session because you're doing us a favor. So we, you know, it's not going to cost you anything. You don't. Will you help me figure out what to wear? And oh, of course, we're going to help walk you through everything. I'll give you a couple of websites to find the clothing, so that it'll be much easier. Because you know that's stressful. That's really stressful to find the clothing. So we'll do that, and we'll just have a whole lot of fun. Hopefully, your kids will love it. If you want something. Fine. If you don't, fine. That's totally up to you. So if we want to do something, because we, it's been a while and I was talking to client A about doing our family portrait and I saw what you did for her and I loved it. It was very vertical, but I need horizontal. Well, yeah. then if you need horizontal, we can focus on that. If this okay. is something that you want to do, absolutely. We can make this work for you and us. So if okay. you have horizontal, if you can just send me some pictures of that space, what Greg is doing will lend itself to that. So that would work really well. Okay. And then what do I need to buy? Like how much is this going to cost? You don't have to buy anything. Okay. However, if you want something, let me just give you a range. It okay. can range anywhere from point A to point Z, okay. anywhere in between for the wall. So if you would like something, these are the pricing structures. Because I, little side note, I want her to get the sticker shop done now. Absolutely. I want to get over so that. Then, she doesn't okay. love them and then go, wait, now it's right. Not so yeah. Okay. So I'm not, so I'm not the client anymore. So now we're just Lisa and Allison. So then you would just take her through your process, right? If, exactly. if she says, I'll come in. And, and I'm, then, I'm like, okay, so then let's start figuring out what works best for go you. Go ahead and come for the consultation. Let's figure out the clothes. And then I can tell you that if you do want to buy something, I can quote you those prices. And then Greg knows that if they are like, on, like they want an album, they want a gallery, then he's going to shoot all of that. And then if they don't want that, then you're going to just shoot the thing you need for the marketing. Exactly. Well, because I'm a process guy, right? So from a process standpoint... That's an understatement. Yeah. So from a process (laughs) standpoint, you guys went down, you took her down the artist project path. I did. So we have two doors that people can come in on. One would be the commission door. They know mm-hmm. that they know that they know, and they walked through it, and we take them through the whole designer process. Okay, where it's all about commission. Yeah, commissioning this. They group. called you. They, they want you. They want yeah. family portraits. Or and so yeah. that door, they also come in because somebody sent them into that through that door. Okay, so 
this person, the six degree of separation person, well, let's just talk about the other door is the invitation door where we've invited them in. That's an artist project door. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's an artist project door. And so that door is a different door than that's this where other I door. do the asking. Now, I do. So that's the trigger. That's your trigger. That's a trigger. Okay. So that door, the, but the trigger process where they're coming through that door, they're going to come through that door and then either go one way or another way when they're coming through that artist project door. Mm-hmm. They're going to either turn immediately into a commission yep. door and they're going to circle back around. She's going to do a commission with them, right? Yep. Yeah, the way the way you guys were talking, the way you kind of led them, she would have been a commission, and she would have taken it down that route. Yeah. So the the other one, if you give me the cues that okay, well I'll do this. uh, This would be fun for the kids, but you know that's all I need to do. But the artist, right? The artist project door that just is an artist project door that's not necessarily a commission. Exactly. And then if I'm giving you the other signals, if I'm like, okay, well, sure. I mean, my girls would love to get their ball gowns on and have Greg, you run them, you know, and we could they be doing this and could they be doing that? And, but I mean, we're moving, we live in a glass igloo with no exterior walls, you know, like, oh, I don't have anything. I can never hang anything on the wall. Then you're going to say, you know what? Yes. I love that. Let's do that on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> It's so not. It's not Saturday at three o'clock nope, in the afternoon. Nope. nope I just nope, wanted to nope, clarify nope. that, that yes, yes. the way you guys went down it, six degree of separation, yes. can happen and get them. You can go end up with a commission, or you can end up with yes. probably a good artist project and piece that is typically well done because they are in your work in the world that you live in, right? For sure. So you're basically funnel. I mean, that's, you know, everybody's talking about Facebook funnels right now, but like, this is the ultimate funnel, which is like, you are making a hierarchy. And so if you're saying these words, we're going full bore and I'm going to give you the whole thing. And you're saying these words, then we're still going to do what we said we were going to do, but it is going to be on our time. And it's going to be very, very limited. Right. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Okay. I love that. All right. Well, I have taken a lot of your time. And you have given us so many great ideas and not just a great tactical idea, which I really appreciate that, by the way, I think our listeners are going to love that. But to me, that philosophical underpinning of getting in your mind about what kind of business you're really in, picking that lane. Wow. So great. Is there any final pearls of wisdom (laughs) that you would like to give us? You have a pearl of wisdom? No, I, I encouragement for those struggling that are just having a hard time out there. Do it. You, even if you don't think you can, you can, you can do it. You see a lot of people like, they just don't believe in themselves, right? But other people believe in you. So if you have great pieces of art, just give it a try. Listen to Mel Robbins, do her five, four, three, two, one, go for it. Let's do it today. Pick up the phone. She's one of my, one of my favorite motivators, Mel Robbins. And so she has the, you know, five, four, three, two, one, five second rule. Just just do it. Just do it today and see if it works. My pearl of wisdom would be, I, I was very fortunate and very blessed to have Tom McDonald in my life, who He's was a mentor. a mentor. And that he helped me along the way, along the way, along the way. You know, mentors pick <laughs> the folks that they're going to mentor with, right? It's hard to go. But if you make yourself available and you know, you know you're out there doing your, the hard work, Often mentors will show up in your life, recognize them because they'll be helping you. And so if you can find a mentor, it'll make your life a whole lot easier. Yeah, I love that. And 
you have been friend and mentor in many ways that you probably don't even realize for me. And from very first, when I started in 2005, I remember seeing you guys talk and thinking, man, I just don't know if I could ever do that. But I think we're proof positive that in 2022, portraiture is not dead. Finished work is not dead. In fact, it's actually more valuable than ever. And people are spending more on it than ever before. They're spending more in their homes. We've come through, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic, but people, it's value. And I think so much of who you are comes through in your work. You love your girls so much. You love that grandbaby. You love your family and you love nice things and, and home too. And so that really, that sends the message. And I think you've just been a beacon of hope and light and encouragement and class in this industry. And I just so appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Do you know someone who would really benefit from this episode of the rework? Maybe a fellow photographer who's in the trenches with you and always looking to level up their biz. Or perhaps you have a friend who is struggling to make their business work. I would be so grateful if you would share this episode with them. All you have to do is head to the platform where you are listening, click the share icon and text it or email it to the person that you think could need it most. Thank you so much for doing that. And while you're there, if you have a chance and can give us a review, it would mean the world. We are a micro tiny podcast and we're trying to get the word out to as many portrait photographers as possible to help them build better businesses and better lives for their family. And if you would help us do that, it would mean the world. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on The Rework. You can find more great resources from Allison at dotherework.com and on Instagram at do.the.rework.com. 